0: Hi there, my name is Chris. I'm the host of the Cult Film Companion Podcast. We are the home of movies that are off, under, and ahead of the cinematic radar. I'm a firm believer that a cult movie can come from any time period, any director, any movie studio, and covers a wide variety of genres, often within one single movie. It's all about the legacy that these movies have built up over time. Tune into the Cult Film Companion and remember to keep it cold. But don't drink the Kool-Aid, because it'll make you sick. Or kill you. Take care. This is my second go at starting this out. This is the problem with not scripting your podcast. Now, I think when you script your podcast, it sounds different. And my whole thing has been off the cuff, very free form, casual conversation. Um, but also, that means I'll sometimes talk about stuff and then as I'm talking about it, slowly change my own opinion, which is interesting. But problematic because a lot of times I don't know how to say things properly or I haven't thought it all the way through. And that's what's just happened. So this is the second start for this podcast. And I want to talk about some controversies in media. And the the reason this came up is the third sister, uh, the Inquisitor from the Obi-Wan TV show. Now I've watched the show. There's a couple of things I'm going to talk about that I have not seen. So my opinion has less value there because I haven't actually seen the thing. But I have watched Obi-Wan the entire series. And the third sister is kind of a neat character because she becomes an Inquisitor. And the Inquisitors are the uh, bad Sith Jedi-like people. I think because there's only supposed to be two Sith. It's kind of weird when there's more than two Sith. So that rule doesn't hold up. But of course, they're the bad guys, so they break the rules all the time. It's kind of what they do. But their job is to hunt the remaining Jedi. So she specifically wants to catch and kill Obi-Wan because she thinks that'll get her close to Darth Vader. And she's actually really angry at Darth Vader. That's a bit of a spoiler. But if you cared about Obi-Wan, you would have watched it by now. If you didn't care about Obi-Wan, it doesn't matter. And this is another problem with spoilers. I've done, I have did a whole episode on spoilers. Spoilers aren't real. Calm down. And that actually maybe is the underlying theme for everything I'm about to say today is calm down. So there was some backlash, and a lot of people were saying she was a bad actress, that the third sister character was very shallow, Uh, and of course that, because she's a black lady, came across as incredibly racist statements on the internet, which is pretty awful harassment for someone to have to go through, for trying to bring to life a character uh, the way it's been written. And that was actually my first point. I don't think she's a bad actress. I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff, so I don't actually know, but she did what she was supposed to do in every scene, and she did that thing very well. She's supposed to be sort of petulant and angry at everybody around her, and it came across. They had her be quite tough, which didn't, she didn't quite sell me on being tough. I spend my life around a lot of tough people, and there's, there's a difference in the, in the atmosphere. It's hard to act tough when you're not tough. Um, weirdly, the... I don't remember her name character from Brooklyn Nine-Nine who plays a very tough, unfeeling character. In real life, she's all bubbly and stuff. And I was like, wow, she's amazing because it was actually hard to... I thought her real-life persona was the character because that's how good of an actress she was. I think the problem with The Third Sister, though, is bad writing. They wrote all her scenes the same way. They wrote all the situations exactly the same. She didn't have much she could do with it other than do the same thing four or five times in the four or five times she shows up in the show. And so I think they were angry at the wrong person. And this is a thread that tracks through all of Star Wars. And I'm sorry if I have to like break some people's image of the world right now. Star Wars, for the most part, is not very well written. Uh, the original movies... Uh, they have over overarching themes that are good, uh, but the actual individual movies and individual scenes often are quite poor. The prequels were especially poor. I don't know if Hayden Christensen is a bad actor. I've only ever really... I've seen him in a couple of things, but really the only thing I remember him from is Star Wars. As Anakin Skywalker. And I get the feeling that it was so poorly written there wasn't much else he could do with it. Like he was doing his best as an actor to fulfill the role of Anakin Skywalker, which was whiny little bitch. And I think really maybe the other sort of issue is no one likes whiny little bitches. So when the guy who's supposed to become Darth Vader is a whiny little bitch, like how is this possible? And the transition is so quick. Uh, We don't see him be a badass. We don't see him you know, sort of become hardcore. We don't see him fall in love with real passion because i think maybe the core element that was missing from the anakin skywalker transition to darth vader character was passion so he was he was a petulant child when he didn't become when he didn't get made master of the jedi council which is dumb cuz that's the only thing they showed him caring about they should have shown him be like passionate about a lot of stuff they should have shown him be a real badass they had some moments but they weren't very good The prequels were not great movies. So it's hard to judge Hayden Christensen, but he didn't get the same level of hate. I think, actually, maybe he did. I didn't even look into that. But anyways, they picked on this one woman, the third sister, as being like the weakest link in the Obi-Wan thing. And I think she was just poorly written. A lot of what I'm going to talk about is actually poor writing. The next thing that came up, because also a very recent controversy, was Miles Morales. What if Miles Morales was Thor? And so it shows Thor, and the writer had to apologize. And this is, this is again, what connected the two to me, that in the Obi-Wan series, maybe that character is poorly written, because the Thor, Miles Morales slash Thor character in this comic is poorly written. I haven't read it, but I did get this one line, of all five realms, Asgard is his hood. And I think a lot of people took umbrage at that, because... Even if Thor was black, that doesn't mean... He, he would have been raised in Asgard, so he would speak like an Asgardian. In the comics, they use a different font to kind of imply his accent and the way he speaks is different. And then he uses, like, thy and stuff. Like, he uses sort of fake Old English. So Miles Morales, as that, as that character even if he's a black dude, he's still raised in that environment, so he would still talk like those characters. So making him an urban cliché is the first problem. Because there is no... Well, I've never seen it, but they've never shown an urban area like with Asgardian rap stars in the comics or movies. And it's because the implication is that Asgard itself is this Wonderland, uh, Utopia, Eden place where everyone lives at sort of the same standard. There is like the king, like Odin's the king and stuff, but everyone lives pretty well, it seems like. So the way they talk is all pretty similar across the board. It's even if they're different colors, it's a fairly homogenous society. So the writer had to go out on Twitter and say, while I've lived a different experience through my own Jewish slash Mexican background, I know inauthenticity hurts, and I'm sorry I failed on that front. And again, that's poor writing, so why... I, I just wonder, like, so he wrote this. It went through several editors. And my first thought was, they must have been white. <laughs> they probably have a lot of white people in comics. I think that's a pretty fair guess. I don't know how true that is. But I'm betting if a black dude looked at this and went like, why is this Asgardian talking like a 1970s blackstoytation movie... That would be a fair question, and you would rewrite the dialogue. Around the same time, uh, way, way back, we're going to talk with, sorry, around the same character. Uh, We also had when female Thor came out and and fans got all upset because uh, Thor is a man. But to show how minimal the change needs to be, because I am a big proponent, I've actually said this multiple times, I'm a big proponent of change everything in fiction. Because that's the interesting stuff. So making Thor a black dude is a great idea. Making Thor a woman, I think that's a great idea. Make him a Nazi, make him a Russian. They did that with Superman. They had Superman land in Russia instead of America. And what would be the difference? That's more interesting exploration of fiction. And it's where the interesting concepts and ideas would come from. So when they made female Thor, everyone got real upset. And now we have a movie coming out. No one's really complaining about the movie because I bet the movie female Thor is a really interesting character and uh, I bet she's actually quite well written. But again, in my head, to, to see the smallest of change, how small can the change be and yet still upset people? I remember when Daniel Craig became the next James Bond. And what they did is every James Bond prior to that had black hair. Daniel Craig... Now, I'm getting close to the microphones so no one hears. He's blonde. And people lost their minds. Like, people were really upset that James Bond was going to be played by a blonde guy and not have black hair. Like, that would fundamentally change the inherent nature of the character if he wasn't a blonde white man. Now, they've done the rumors of the next James Bond, James Bond is going to be a black dude or a black woman or someone else. I Again, I think that's great i don't see why it matters uh, doctor who has come the closest to doing a good job now they change actors regularly which i think is cool because then you get a different doctor who regularly uh then the most recent one they changed it to a woman and everyone lost their mind like that was going to ruin the franchise but there'd actually been an implication that if you change bodies every x amount of years sooner or later you also change sexes and the the characters talk about that time i was a woman and whatnot uh, they're talking about changing, again, to a black... Oh, the next Doctor Who is a black guy. Which, again, that's cool. So let's see. Since, since the character has no fundamental nature other than being Doctor Who, changing them to a lot of different things, I think, is a really good idea. I just think it'd be really interesting when they come back to the older, white, Canadian Doctor Who, and then they come knocking on my door, because I'm ready. And my Doctor Who's going to be like the Doctor Who that I actually throw a punch every now and then. Uh, if I'm still of the age where I would do that and not break my wrist. Just to see how far these could go, I was looking at, like, death threats. Who has gotten death threats for things they've said or proposed or done in comics and stuff? Uh, Captain America was made a secret agent of HYDRA. And I would say that was good writing. So you've taken someone who is the pinnacle of the American ideal... And we've actually made him a faux Nazi. Uh, He's been lying to everyone the whole time and done such a good job that everyone bought it, including you, the audience. I would be like, oh, that's awesome. Well, the writer for that got death threats for a comic book where he made a fictional character not be sincere, I guess. He took a fictional character and then a fictional organization and rewrote sort of the fictional history and... Uh, Everyone got real upset because it's not the thing they had wanted. But here's the thing. If Captain America just does the same thing over and over and over again, which he does, just like Superman, everyone's like, well, you're not doing anything different. But heaven forbid you actually change him so that he's more interesting. And then I was looking at other death threats. Um, This is changing genres a bit because this is video games. A woman named Jennifer Helper Uh, She was a writer for the Dragon Age video game. So Dragon Age is an RPG, so it's got tons of branching stories and little stories and all these other stories. So they probably have a bunch of writers, but she's one of the writers on it. And of course, she is a writer first. She's actually not a gamer first. In 2012, she started getting death threats and harassment online because of a 2006 interview where she said she prefers games with a strong narrative, and she would like an option to skip long battles. So she wasn't saying that games should have to do this. She wasn't saying everyone should have to do this. She was saying she would like the option. And people reacted with the idea of including an option for someone liking something that's slightly different from what you like was unacceptable, and you deserve to die. So within my small group of gaming friends, I seem to be the guy who's most into the stories. I have always grown up with books, and I like writing, and I I like stories. And for me, a good story in a bad video game, I would be more likely to finish than a really good... No, that's not true. If it's a really good video game, gameplay-wise, I'll probably finish it. But if it has a really good story, I'm actually more likely to finish it, even if it's a weaker video game. Because I've played games uh, because I wanted to see how they ended. I wanted to see the story. Um... I recently just played Resident Evil. I played it on easy, which I'm sure is sacrilege. But because I actually didn't want to do too much combat, I have a a secondary theory that I'll introduce that I'm sure I've actually brought up before. Where I think horror-oriented video games are better on easy because it maintains momentum. So I played a horror survival game called The Evil Within, And I got to the stage right before the boss and I ran out of ammunition for all my weapons because you're supposed to be collecting it and carefully, you know, saving it and stuff. But I'd had a rough time getting up to that point. I'd used a lot of ammunition. So now I couldn't kill the last guy to get to the final boss because I'd run out of ammo. So I could hit him with my gun, which I don't believe did any damage. I played it for about 20, 30 minutes straight, just trying to see if I could take him down with like melee hits. And it didn't seem like I could. So I quit. I actually quit that game. It ruined the experience for me. When Evil Within 2 came out, I was like, oh, you know what? I'll go back just for the story. I'll play Evil Within 1. I'll play it on easy. I'll just burn through it so I get the story. And then I'll play the second one. So it'll be like one, two in a a row. That'll actually be really nice. I really, really enjoyed number one uneasy because I could keep that pace going. And then I found that if you didn't have to fight the same boss or the same scary moment, you didn't have to go through that three, four five times. Each time you went through it, it was less scary. It was less shocking. It was less interesting. Cause you're like, Oh, I got to go over here, press this button. I got to do this. It actually, I lost tension every time I had to do the same thing again. Whereas if I actually kept moving through the tension, actually sort of kept maintained a level. Because, again, I was more interested in the narrative. So the fact that I could beat this boss really easily, or easily, relatively speaking, didn't matter so much. So that, to me, was a realization that for these specific games, easy might be better. Uh, I play other games. I play Dark Souls. I play all those hard games as well. They don't have a difficulty setting, but I enjoy that challenge, but that's kind of what you're there for but then you can play them in co-op and in co-op it actually gets surprisingly easy very, very soon because most of the bosses will focus on one of you. So one of you stands there, the other one hits them from behind, it changes focus and you hit them from behind. Like we, we spammed a lot of bosses that way. So the option of making it easy, I certainly wouldn't find it offensive. If you struggle with the game but you actually want to finish it, sure, there are some games that let you just like basically press buttons to go from story beat to story beat and I'm okay with that. I wouldn't play it that way. But again, the option doesn't hurt anybody. And certainly, you don't deserve death threats over it. And it makes perfect sense for a writer to be more involved in the narrative of a video game than the actual video game itself. But I think with any a little bit of thought, that would be really obvious that a writer is going to be more interested in the narrative of a story than the actual video game element. The irony here, sort of the final thought, is that... An apology is irrelevant. Because you've committed the sin, the apology doesn't mean anything. Like, I bet this guy who wrote Miles Morales' Thor, everyone's going to hate him forever because of what he did, even though he's apologized. He's taken the money that Marvel gave him to write that comic, and he's donating it to a charity, which, you know, is showing that he actually is trying to get it right. But here's my final thought on this topic, which is therefore the definitive final thought. And it's that fiction is more fun when you play with it. So these changes are actually beneficial because what you get are more ideas and more thoughts and more thinking and more, more consideration of more points of view, more expansion. And if you actually enjoy sort of the universe, that expansion isn't entropy, it's actually more interesting, it's more exciting, it's more fun. And the more open you are to it, the more you're going to see possibilities. That's very inspirational almost. If I'd written that down, I think that'd be pretty good. Like memorize it and do it again. That's not gonna happen, by the way. But I think before people on the internet get upset, they should actually think about what they're saying and who they're saying it to. So the actress in Obi-Wan, I think she did the best with what she was given. So if you're going to get angry at someone, it would be the writer for writing a fairly flat character. But maybe that writer didn't have enough time to make a deep character because they had six episodes, and she's only in it for about 20 minutes straight. So how much of a character arc can you have in 20 minutes? Some people would say a lot, but it's a character interacting with other characters, driving the plot forward. So I actually think maybe not. Does anyone deserve a death threat for creating fiction? Uh, probably someone, but none of these ones. If these moments of outrage continue, it's actually going to make more conservative writing more normalized so that they can avoid these controversies. They're going to try to be super inclusive in the wrong way. And I think that's when it gets very samey and very boring and very repetitive. I think making Captain America a secret Nazi is a great idea. I think making Superman a Russian is is a great idea. I think making Thor a black guy and a woman is a great idea. I think those are things they should play with. I think Doctor Who changing actors every two or three years is a great idea. Because we get to see more aspects and more interpretations. And the core issue, when it comes right down to it, is none of this stuff is real. And since none of it's real, it's not worth getting upset about. You should just like, I didn't like that, and move on. I guess that's just way too reasonable more than anything else. If you don't like it, just don't watch it and move on. I don't want to end off with that, though. I actually should have stopped with the the inspirational speech. Maybe I'll just edit everything I just said out. I have a total side story that isn't valuable at all. I've lost the thread. I've lost the thread. I had it for a bit, and I lost it. Totally gone. I got too beat up yesterday. My brain got knocked around too much. I have about 15 good minutes in there somewhere. It's about 30 minutes of time now. It's going to be a lot of editing. But okay, I'm going to do the end song and stop.